0: Okay, what's up, everybody? This is the Horns Down Podcast with your host, Chris with a K, that guy Seth Oliveras. Seth, what's up, man?
1: Man, you know what? I'm, I'm actually feeling really good. Uh, definitely uh, excited for some more football, obviously. But, yeah, been, it's been a good week so far.
0: Oh, yeah, it's been a great week. It's been a great week. Uh, on today's episode, everybody, we're going to recap the uh, West Virginia game, preview the K-State game, Look around the nation to see what other big games are happening out there, and just discuss everything that is uh, related, pertaining to, um, in accordance
1: to those <laughs> boys.
0: But uh, yeah, let's go ahead and jump right into it. Seth, how did you feel about the West Virginia game?
1: Man, um, I I have to say, out of uh, all the games that have been played this year uh, season, or out of all the OU games, this one definitely left me. Um, Feeling uh, the most—I don't want to say disappointed, but uh, just kind of left a lot to be desired. Yeah, uh, and I know this is this is the third close game they've had now. Um, they they were one possession against Tulane and Nebraska, and here we go again with the last second field goal for the win. But um, yeah, I think, and I don't think my frustrations—we'll get into it—but I don't think my frustrations are the same as like I'd say a large majority of the fan base. I think a large large majority of the fan base might be a little, um, I don't know, the tunnel vision, I think. But, um, like I said, we'll get into that. But, yeah, I just – man, I just – that wasn't the OU team I wanted to see or expected to see. Um, So, uh, yeah, I think my my general thoughts and feelings – out of the gate. That's what I, that's how I felt. But how about you, man? Would you, what what, were, what are your thoughts, your initial thoughts after that game? So,
0: um, I think on Twitter, I tweeted, I tweeted out kind of my grades that I gave the, the team. Um, I think defensively overall, besides just that, you know, stupid, uh, uh, slant route that they were running all night, you look at the defense and you give them a B. Um, special teams you give them an a right yeah. <laughs> um, but when it comes to the author offense overall oh let's let me back up when you go to the uh you go to the secondary you give them a b go to the defensive line give them a b secondary granted that uh, that uh slant route was there the entire time uh you still look at them and say they held up everything things were fine um i mean hell you saw McCutcheon basically almost got a strip fumble, you know? So you felt pretty good about that. You, you're feeling really good about what your secondary is looking like. And you're just saying, like, man, if we could get Woody back and percussion just takes it another level and and, uh, and Bowman stays healthy and, and Turner-Yell stays healthy as well, you're just looking like, hey, we'll be all right back there. Uh, defense and line-wise, Isaiah Thomas got to finish. Got to finish. That's a must. Yeah. Um, but when you go – just to the offense as a whole, I think my grade was for them was just deplorable. It was terrible. Like it, it just wasn't up to our standard. And and that's the whole thing. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm I'm optimistic about this team and I remain optimistic. I think that at the at the drop of a dime, drop of a hat, I think that they can just turn it around and go and go to another level. But what we saw against uh West Virginia is it's just why couldn't that last those last few minutes of the game, that that last drive to win the game, or those last two – what like, honestly, the two best drives that they had were the, were the drives to, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, not only win the game, but to go and pretty much tie the game, you know, get, yeah. get back into it. So those were pretty much the, the best two drives. So you're just kind of looking and saying, why can't we do that every time? We need consistency. I left there feeling like, okay, my team is still inconsistent. They, I'm not gonna say identity or whatnot. I'm just gonna say they're just they're just inconsistent right now. Offensively, they're struggling. Um, I definitely would like to see some of those, you know, bubble screens and everything. I, I and I get it. I see that Hazelwood is is a lot more physical than what a Mario Williams would be, but at the same time, Mario Williams is more elusive. He's faster. He's more. It's a quick twitch. You, you know, you're looking at Mills and saying, okay, well, well, Mills hasn't truly been targeted any of this season. Um, and you're looking at him and saying, like, hey, we, we got to figure out how to get you into the game. And I think those are ways to get them into the game. Put your playmakers in the best positions. Uh, and I know, obviously, I don't think Hazelwood is going to burn anybody, but I do think that 50 um, 50 ball, he's going to go get that. And that's what he's best at. So, um, offensively still a question mark, not a huge question mark, but a question mark. It just depends. What are we going to get this drive? It's going to be too much run. I mean, too much passing, too much passing, not enough run, (laughs) maybe too much run with, uh, with Eric Gray. You just never know. It's, it's always a crazy mix, but uh, uh, did I leave that game totally defeated? No. Because at the end of the day, they're four and zero, and I, I truly would rather for this team to struggle uh, these first four or five weeks than to go to a K State, go to a Stillwater, go to a uh, Baylor, and lose those games. You get what I'm saying? I would hate to see them, you know, lose those those type of trap games somewhere late in the season. This is really good for us because we're learning. We're, last year, I keep saying it; they would not win this game. Oh no! but um, the only hope hope for better in Manhattan. What's your other thoughts, Seth?
1: <clears throat> yeah, I mean, um, you you touched on a lot, especially uh, defensively. There was like, I agree with you. I would give them a B overall as well. And yeah that that Ford Wheaton, uh, that slant, that West Virginia was it was like it was just like clockwork on third down. It's like it just and you had to have known that they're going to that. They've already done it, you know, however many times and it just, it, it worked all night, all night. So that's definitely something that, uh, but like you also said, they, they contained it once, you know, they didn't let, let them um, take that, you know, five, seven yard catch and go for for 20 or anything like that ever. So yeah. they were still on top of it. And then obviously, you know, they, and like Lee can talked about it earlier in this press conference this week, like they're doing a lot of bend, don't break, and they're doing a lot more bending than they want to, but at least for now, uh, four games in, they haven't broken really, you know, when they really need to get a stop, get off the field, you know, it, sometimes it takes a long, yeah. but eventually they, they do it. So it's like, you know, hopefully they keep that up um, until the uh, at least until the offense wakes up. But
0: uh,
1: yeah. uh, just a last note on the offense before we get a uh, hone in specifically on uh, a certain player that uh, is definitely in, in the headlines. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, offensively the the mm-hmm. offensive line like I just don't I don't know what it, I think this was definitely their worst game of the season yeah um, and they've they haven't ha- they haven't looked great all season like they, they haven't had like any dominant performances but this game was just definitely their worst one and and I mean this showed like there was just and I don't know what it was I think I heard somewhere somebody was saying that there's like one of the the linemen, one of the guards had like a tell or something that he was like he, uh, like something in his stance or something I think Teddy Lehman might have been talking about it uh-huh. uh, the d, like West Virginia d line and, and just you know linebackers and defense in general they were reading it and they were keying off of it and they were they were basically blowing up whatever play that was supposed to be every time I'd have to go, I'd have to go back and check um, make sure I know who what was said about that but I'm pretty sure I saw some discussion about that after the game. So, I don't know if, if that's an issue, and that's been an issue before with OU. I remember in the past, I think, I can't remember which OU Texas game it was, but one of the tackles was uh, giving it away every time. And I guess the uh, Texas DN was just eating him alive because um, he knew whether it was going to be a pass play or run or he was going to pull or whatever. So, um, you know, if, if there's stuff like that going on, they definitely need to fix that um, because if if West Virginia's doing it, every other team is going to do it. Um, and they got the best o line coach in the nation, I believe. So, they're, yeah, I but they're
0: I, would, good. I would I would say just to piggyback off of that. Beating gotta figure <clears> it out, <throat> out with that offensive line. Um, yeah,
1: uh, and he's got depth. That's the thing, too. It's, it's he's not got like,
0: depth, but I mean, you're looking at Hayes. You're looking at a lot of those kids that you thought were like, oh yeah, they're gonna they're gonna be solid this year. They're gonna be better than solid, and they haven't been. No, so offensive line has to fix itself because. You know, like Teddy Lane pointed out, but a lot of people pointed out, I mean, we don't have a run game right now. It's no. not that we don't have capable backs. And we can sit here and talk about Eric Gray dancing back there. Maybe Kennedy Kennedy Brooks still being a little bit too patient. But, I mean, I, where's, where are the holes? This yeah. is seeing big gaping, gashing holes in that defense, uh, lanes for them to run. But I think that with Lincoln, you've got to start figuring out how to get one, Eric Gray in space, and two, get better blocking up front from both backs, especially especially Brooks because it seems like he's able to do a little bit more, but right now you're just not. and You know that uh, K-State is going to do the same thing. If they don't have their quarterback, then you know they're going to do the same thing, but we'll talk about that later. But, yeah, offensive line-wise, it's, it's just got to be better. Like, we can't yeah. play. We, we can't expect. we If we score 30-plus points, we're going to win the game. But yeah. – you can't expect your defense to go out there and, and hold – not in the Big 12. No. Not in the Big 12. You can't no. – and, and not the way offenses were playing
1: at least this year.
0: But, yeah.
1: West Virginia's offense is like right at average, I'd say, in the Big 12. Like, they might, yeah. I don't think they're like definitely in the top half. I don't think they're definitely in the bottom half. They're like right in the middle. So, yeah, they're definitely going to have to pick up, uh, pick up the points, pick up the production um, going forward because there's a lot of teams that are going to – yeah. exploit
0: that. You look at a Baylor. Baylor uh did it last year. Um, when they attacked um when they attacked us, it was it, you knew the blitz was coming and it wasn't like it was an exotic blitz. They just got a lot of good pressure. And our offensive line could not, could not withstand it. So you're gonna be seeing that from quite a bunch of teams. Um and the biggest thing is is like, you know, we all know what Spencer can do, but some people might look, may load the box and just say, Hey, you now you're gonna have to beat us. So, I guess we'll, we'll see that. But, you know, that's the perfect segue into, yep. um, I think, probably the, the biggest topic, um, which is Spencer Rattler himself. Um, you know, I don't even think this calls for a Chris's Corner moment, but I just want to <laughs> say, like, it, that was embarrassing. Like, come on, man, like, fans, like, all the fans out there there's no problem there, there's that there, look, you can criticize him. That's, that's fine. Do whatever you want to do. Hater's going to hate. Love is going to love all the rest of that. Sound <laughs> like Dave Chappelle. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> you look at, you look at Spencer and you just say like, man, you know, did he handle Hamlet the best way. Hell no. That's not his, you know, Rattler's not that type of guy. He's, he's, I could tell that, like, that he took that personal. Like, it is what it is. He ain't signed no autographs around north uh, for, for the time. <laughs> but you, uh, you look at, oh well, he will for the right check. But you look <laughs> at, you look at, uh, you just look at how that just looks terrible. And you know, Herb Street and Nestle were gonna go in on that. Like, come yeah. on, man, yeah. I get it. Your college kids and everything. Look, when I was at OSU. They had Clint Shelf, J.W. Walsh, um, all those quarterbacks, and they were freaking terrible, okay? They were terrible. They had one good game, greatest thing that ever hit God's green earth, greatest man that ever walked God's green earth. Have a bad game? Oh, it was bad. You heard people in there cussing, screaming, hooting, and hollering, all types of stuff. And I'll say this about O-State. Y'all fans are rowdy as hell. But, uh, you know, it's just it, – it looked bad. Now, will it really affect recruiting the way that some people say it could? Nah. Because a lot of people – a lot of kids are going to say, hey, that's not going to be my team, okay? I'm going to play with Malachi Nelson. I'm going to play with uh, Caleb Williams, one of those guys, or somebody else, and we're going to be fine, and we're going to be fired. We're going to get better recruits, better players uh, in here, and we're going to do that. That's a whole part of it. It's it's a part of it, you know, Um, because the thing is, is that kids are still going to go to those schools because for some odd reason they still go to Michigan, they still go to USC, (laughs) they still go to (laughs) yeah, hell, LSU with all these infractions that they have, they're still getting five stars on campus, you know. So, I mean, recruiting wise, it's not going to hurt you, but I just thought that was piss poor from the fans.
1: Yeah, definitely, uh, just. A word classless like I just didn't like I didn't like it. and I hate using that word for describing yeah. anybody. like I don't even use that word to describe other fan bases ever with, or usually um but yeah it just it was just it was when I first thought I heard it I was like what but then like when they really made it a point to like point it out on the broadcast I just I, I just all I could do was shake my head so it was just like I, I and I felt for Spencer like because I know he heard it and like I know he's you know He's, he's got thick skin, like I, uh, Lincoln talked about this week. He said, you know, he said, all my guys got thick skin. Like, and if they don't, you know, they shouldn't be in that room. Like, they shouldn't be my guy. So, like, he, he you know, I'm sure they've all had talked about it yeah. and everything. But it's still just like, I mean, you're at home. Like that's you know, there's a there's such a thing as home field advantage, and when your own fan base kind of does that to you, and I know it was just a portion of the fans, it wasn't the whole stadium. Yeah, um, did, did a lot of people say it started in the student section. I don't know because I wasn't there, but it's from what I heard, but either, either way, though, it's just like it was loud enough to obviously everybody heard it. So um, there was definitely enough people go, uh, talking about that, and yeah, yeah. It just I feel, I, I feel like it puts Caleb Williams in an awkward position too. Because, like, he's a total team guy, like, from yeah. the moment they recruited him. He's always been about the team and everything, and I know he, I know he's a competitor and he would love to be the starter, but he's also – he's Spencer Rattler's wingman as well. Like, he, those dudes are tight, and, like, it's just – it's it puts him in a weird position because now, like, you know, when he's going to be the starter eventually, and that just kind of gives, like, extra pressure that he just didn't even need, even though, like, he's going to have all the pressure in the world just because he's a –
0: I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that because they're all going to have the, the same type of pressure. Collar had it. Baker had it. Well, that's what Baker, I'm saying. Bro. Baker for sure had it. Collar definitely had it. Um, well, Jalen was like, hey, man, look, you coming over here, you better be able to pass the ball, blah, blah, blah. Yeah.
1: Oh. Well, that's the thing, though. It's like that all those guys, like, yeah, it's your QB so, at OU. You, you're going to have the pressure. But, like, I don't think any of those other dudes, like, ever – had their, you know, were chanting for the backup and then no, saw so, the backup so, eventually take so, over, you know, and like that just, that's just something that hasn't happened yet. at OU and like, I just feel like it just, it's unnecessary. Like, cause now it's gonna be like, oh, well, I remember last year when West Virginia, I guess West Virginia, they were chanting nah, for the rules. Nah, no, so, so, no, I'm
0: gonna have to stop, I'm gonna stop you right there because you gotta think about it too. A lot of people don't, a lot of people don't fool with Rattler anyways because of the whole QB1 stuff. Yeah. And I always thought, I always, I hate when I hate when people do that, you know, because there's like, there was, there's always, there's always some girl out there who is like, oh my god, I love, um, I love, you know, all the football players are so hot, blah blah blah, this and that, and they can't wait to tell you everything bad about this person's life. But promise you, I promise you, if he send them a DM, they gone, they leave the club. Oh, where did so and so go? Oh my God, she's going to Spencer's house. Yeah, it's the same stuff. I'm just like, college kids are funny, dude. I mean, we were all college kids before, so we know how it is. It's, you know, well, I'm just that's saying, how, that's I'm just, I'm now, just I will saying. Say this. I will say this, though. I disagree with you about all the stuff that you said because, for one, I know for damn sure there were a bunch of people who hated Landry Jones. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they booed him. Too. When, Landry, when Landry threw that pick, when uh Heichel called that play uh against K-State, where oh, uh he they just flipped the play and threw it to the other side, and that guy jumped and scored a touchdown. I'm gonna leave it there. But I heard there was some not so nice things, okay, that were said about that man right there. Okay. So, anyways,
1: well, 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 I just want to say though, it'll be interesting to see what what uh gets brought up or referenced um, whenever Caleb Williams has like a, I don't know, like a one touchdown, two or three pick game. I'm just saying like, people are going to be like, oh, like, and that's something that just wouldn't be brought up, but now it's going to be brought up. and It might not be, you know, the dominating headline, um, but it's just now it's just like, now we gotta, we're got we going to have to revisit this the, uh, the second he has like, you know, like a, a mistake prone game or something. It's just like People are like, oh, yeah, I remember we all wanted him. And then yeah. now we got him. And, and it's like, and then and that won't even be true in that case either. Caleb Williams is gonna be a star. And even if he has a bad game, he's gonna be a star. So it's just like
0: but I mean, you uh, want your a- fan base to be riled up like that. So let's flip it on the other side of the coin. Spencer gotta play better. Okay? Oh, he definitely
1: does. He definitely yeah, they,
0: does. he's he's gotta play better. He's missing throws, he's missing people. He's not scanning the field the entire time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember that one pass that he threw to, um, to uh, Mike Woods uh, down there by the sideline where they were moving the ball. I'm like, Spencer, look to your left. The flat was wide, the freak open. I'm like, yeah, yeah come just check no. down, man. Like when he checked down on that fourth and one, it should have never been fourth and one. But when he checked down, it was like, dang, man. You know, my uncle and I, we talked. And my uncle said, hey, man, look. I don't know what they what they need to do, but you gotta start running that freaking quarterback draw, uh that quarterback uh sneak. It's not working. It's not oh my working. gosh,
1: I was like clamoring. Yeah. No yeah, no push. I Spencer,
0: was Spencer has to start being decisive with it. I nobody wants to, he's not Michael Vick, he's not definitely, he's not not never will be Michael Vick, never will be Kyler Murray. <laughs> but he's a capable runner, like man, run the freaking ball if you got to, but. It's just hard not to sound like a Texas fan right now because that's all they're screaming for Casey to Thompson to do. And um, we call the truce with fanatic Perspective, Nino's Corner, all those guys, all Texas fans, we call the truce because y'all got y'all problems with TCU. <laughs> we got our problems with K-State. These so purple we'll see females. y'all on Monday, and, and let me tell you something. I got plans for y'all. But... <laughs> Um, I digress. But yeah, no, Spencer has to play better. I mean, that crossing route that he threw the one where he, it was an inter- interception. Like, don't why are you fucking the ball? Like, no. Well, I like, saw. Well,
1: I haven't. I haven't gone back and looked, but some people were saying that Hazelwood might have ran the wrong route or he stopped the route or something and like they were saying if hazelwood would have just done what he did it would have been like the prettiest ball of the night like it would have been a completion and blah 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 so i don't know like i've I seen know.
0: that on twitter and people are saying that hazelwood did run the, the wrong route but even at that like man it just looks so he just logged it i was like you you don't see all three of them over there
1: yeah, there's still a bunch of West Virginia guys over there. So yeah, it's
0: still a bunch of West Virginia. guys. And don't get me wrong. I thought it. Was, I thought it was just going to be a drop pass, but or a dropped interception. But,
1: yeah, uh, yeah, and then that know, oh,
0: Yeah, they made a play on it, so I mean, you can't fault <laughs> them for that. A couple of the interceptions that he's thrown this year, because I was at that two lane game, that first second, that first play of the game or the second play of the game when he threw I that, play, that yeah. interception. Uh, uh, no, no, it wasn't that one. It was the one where he overthrew.
1: Stogner. okay okay later in the game and
0: that kid uh that kid had to go down like he had to literally almost pretty much get on his knees and like scoop that ball up for the interception they've made plays on the balls it's not that oh y'all've yeah, been there at the right place right time no they've made some plays on some of these interceptions so um I, I don't know but i i would just say that regardless if he run, ran the wrong route or whatever you still got to be better than that yeah. There's, there's people open. You just got to – I mean, I and I know his – his the pocket isn't clean because obviously
1: the <laughs> – Yeah, the line.
0: Yeah, the old line. I mean, I don't know. What, what do you see the problems at with Spencer?
1: Yeah, I think he just – it's like I think part of it with the line not protecting him as much, um, he's not – able to sit and scan the field like he wants to. And like we've seen him do, especially, at, you know, last year, we saw him do that a lot, Um just finding receivers all over the field. So this year there's been some of that. But also I think some of it is it, definitely just on him. Like he's just – I don't know if he's just like – if he he's kind of – it's almost like he's making some mistakes that we sh- didn't really see a lot of last year that he's mm-hmm. he should have seen last year. Like it looks like sometimes he's locking on to, t- to guys – Pre snap, and then it's just like he, like or locking onto like at least a certain side of the field, like you yeah. said, and he just doesn't look another way when he does have time. So it's like, or sometimes he doesn't look far enough down the field because like he'll have a dude underneath that he decides to throw it to, but then you got Drake Stoops going down the field, down yeah. the sideline, like that would have been six. Or at least, you know, got, got down to inside the inside the 10 yard line. Yeah. it's like he's made and he's under
0: throwing too. He he underthrew Mike Woods a couple of times.
1: Yeah. So um, it's just like he there's a lot of little things that he just needs to sharpen up.
0: Well, you look at him, it's the same conversation we it, it seems like we had about Trey Brown last year. Technique versus skill. Which one do you trust more? And it seems like I don't think there's been a regression in his skill set. I think what's happening is, is that he's falling. He's starting to rely way too much on his skill opposed to the technique, opposed to really scanning the field, going through all your progressions and everything. And for the love of God, Spencer, please step up in the damn pocket. (laughs) Like, Like he takes some of the silliest sacks ever. I'm just like, dude, if you would take two steps up in the pocket, you would be just fine.
1: Yeah, he like tried to like spin out of it or tried to turn around. It's like, yeah. dude, just go up. <laughs>
0: I think I, I like I look Get at I look up. at Joe Burrow back when they won a the championship. And I, I look at Joe Burrow and I say, Look, Joe Burrow had an ama- amazing cast of wide receiver. Well, yeah, he had a great cast of wide receivers yeah. and and um was a great offense around him. Yeah. But the biggest thing that he did to help that team be what it was, he stepped up in the pocket. And he felt pressure really well. If you go back and break down the film, you'll watch, you'll look at him. It's not anything about his footwork. It's not even he's not he's not true, really athletic like that. Um, he broke off some good runs, different things like that. Yeah, but he's not an athletic guy. You see him in the league now. That boy is a pocket passer. But yeah. when you look at the college film, you're just like, man, he's he's feeling pressure so well. He's stepping up in the pocket, and those are things that you want. You're looking at Spencer like that's that's what we want we expected from you this year to be able to feel that pressure to be able to do those things so I mean like I said I think it's just a thing about technique and skill will he get it right that has yes yet to be seen I believe so I remain optimistic and I, you know I'm a big Spencer fan so I'm gonna ride with him I'm gonna ride with him and die with him it is what it is but you know he's definitely gotta clean it up but to all you little Squirrely fans out there. Don't do that again. Come on. We're better than that. We're better than that. We may, they call you know they t- always talk about OU fans being the worst fans like that. Don't don't give them more ammo. But <laughs> Yo, um, MO. going ahead, let's go to this K-State game. So I'll go ahead and break it down. Um Skylar Thompson, that's the name that we all need to know. Supposedly he is not going to play. Okay. But but regardless if he's out with a knee injury, Achilles injury, or whatever, I don't know if Will Howard is going to play. I don't know if Jared Thompson or whoever the hell they got. Jalen Thompson, Jared Thompson, whatever his name whoever. is. But I'm telling you now, and I've said it to my uncle. I've told him plenty of times, I said, look, I don't care who's back there in that K-State backfield. I already know that this OU defense is about to make him look like freaking Tom Brady. Like,
1: like, seriously. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, like I, I agree totally. Yeah,
0: Jerry Bohannon is now the starting quarterback at uh
1: at, uh
0: at Baylor. Did you see that? Um, uh, did you see that? Uh, Zeno? he uh, or whatever his name was, he uh, the other quarterback, he transferred yeah. today.
1: Yeah. Oh, he did. Yeah. No, oh, dang, was he the backup too? Like the yeah, the he, I think he was the backup. Dang, no, I didn't see, that.
0: <laughs> but. Anyways, yeah, with Scholar Thompson, they, supposedly his knee is still kind of banged up, so they're saying he's likely out. I don't like the word likely. I just like to see out by that. <laughs> right, yeah, say he's out, please. <laughs> Regardless, though, it's still K-State. They still got weapons. Deuce Fawn is back there. You know they're going to be capable. They're going to be a stingy team. You went up. You were up on his team by
1: 20 21 or
0: pretty much. Yeah. yeah. You were up on his team by, like, three touchdowns, pretty much, and then the you let him come back. Finish. That's all we're asking you to do up there is finish. Yeah. They're going to run the same stuff. They did a lot of, you know, to beat us. They did quarterback run. They did quarterback powers. Um, Walk. It looked like Wildcat type looks, but it, it was kind of like a power, like a power formation, kind of something like uh, like swoops were running back when he was at Texas. Yeah. But
1: <laughs> they Like to throw it to Deuce a lot, too. Yeah. So they'll probably they'll probably yeah. throw it to him. Or, or I should say this, he'll, he'll probably have more receiving yards, yeah. I'm going to guess, than he does rushing yards against OU. I don't know what that number's going to be, but I'm just going to guess he'll have more receiving yards than he does rushing.
0: I think um, – I don't, I don't think that it was necessary. Like in the West Virginia game, our run defense – our run defense got better as the game went on, but at first it was just like, man. Yeah. But – but to take what West Virginia did, that's pretty much what K State has been doing to beat you the last couple of times. Let's nickel and dime it down the field. You know, it's funny that you brought up the whole thing about the that that uh slant route. I keep kind of calling it corner route, but that slant route. Four years ago, four years ago, we all knew third and twenty three was like first and ten for a lot of teams against OU. Because <laughs> because yeah, seriously. Because 3rd uh, and 15 might as well be 1st down and 10 because you already knew what you were going to do. One, um, you know that you, you can get the 1st down, just call a good play if you got one. Or two, just throw it up there. Make one of those corners uh, 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 defend uh, really well and, and watch. You'll get a pass interference call, automatic 1st down and 10. Let's go. I mean, that's what teams were doing. Now it seems to be that that slant route. But they talked about it earlier in the year. How, like DJ Graham, for instance, he's not good when when uh, when there are wide receivers running across his across his face. Get you know what I'm saying? And i don't get me wrong, I listen to Lane and I listen to a lot of people talk about those slant routes. Slant routes are hard to uh, account for, regardless of who it is. But that's why I feel like your linebacking core should come in. But the linebacking core has been kind of non-existent. And I know everybody's hoping that. Danny Stutzman can come out there and kind of um, be a lightning bolt for that defense, but you're just looking at them and you're saying, man, you guys were all supposed to take a next step. Gwebu, um, um, you
1: White, know. Wyatt, Osamoa yeah,
0: Osamoa, and they just look like average guys out there. They haven't looked like the people that we know that we saw last year. And so, I mean, it's, I don't know. What's your thoughts about it going into this game?
1: Yeah, um, just like K-State in general and everything, this matchup. Yeah, um, <clears throat> I'm with you. Like, it doesn't matter who's back there for quarterback. Like, I just know they're going to – I'm just going to expect a good game from them. Like, I don't know if they're going to yeah. go go for 400 yards or anything, but they're going to play an efficient efficient game. They're going to do – you know, execute the game plan. Yeah, like, that's – and we've already seen this defense has been susceptible to, like you said, like the nickel and diving down the field. Yeah. Um, and that bend don't break mentality, it's going to be tested once again. And hopefully they, uh, you know, don't break this time. Um, you know, they've been pretty good at that, but I guess, you know, they're going to be playing with fire all season. It's going to catch them, burn them one of these times. So, um, yeah, I just, I, I, I think the offense uh, for, for K-State offensively, they're going to, they're going to do, I think, fairly well, what they want, what they want to do. They're going to have relative success, you um, I don't think they're going to, you know, light up the scoreboard. I'm I'm definitely not going to predict this to be some kind of shootout. Um, So I don't think either offense is going to go nuts, but um, I definitely think that K-State's offense is going to provide some problems, some consistent kind of problems all day long for the defense. And um, just hope that that turnover battle, you know, works in OU's favor, however that shakes up. But – and then on the other side, um, as far as OU's offense compared to – K State's defense. I mean, this is this is going to be a, another solid defense. Like I, I put, they're going to be in that same realm of like West Virginia, maybe even a little better. Like I know they're missing, um, I can't remember his name right now, but one of their top D uh, D linemen, I um, believe it's a it's a pass rusher, but uh, they they lost him for the season, I believe, a couple weeks ago.
0: Yeah,
1: <clears throat> but um, I well,
0: don't. It wasn't Hubert, though.
1: No, well, no, it wasn't Hubert. And, and the, exactly, it's like they still got dudes like that, or at least that dude. So uh, yeah, like they're, they're still gonna they're gonna make plays like really just hope' gonna be I'm really gonna be watching that O line versus the D line because uh, if O line plays like it did last week, it might get even uglier because uh, that uh, they're not gonna be able to protect Spencer. you know, I think K State's D line might have a little bit more, um, I don't know, just like strength up the middle. And so uh, even though I know they got the Stills guy over there in West Virginia, I just think overall, that D- that D line is going to be pretty nasty for K State, so hopefully that O-line can, can protect. But um, I mean, I just I need to see the run game back, and I I just hate that it's this game because I feel like I feel like I'm not as confident that the run game will return in this game. But who knows? Maybe it'll just surprise me and though I kind of do,
0: I kind of do because. Regardless of what that offense is like, you know a lot of these teams are going to still you know, doing a whole bunch of this soft zone crap. So they're going to be scheming, and you know I was listening to I think Jerry on the radio today on a, on a franchise, and he he brought up an interesting point. That I was like, yeah, that is true. He was talking about how going to going to Manhattan, you can't just scheme the way that you've been scheming the last couple of times. As far as like, you know, this is what we're going to do to win. Because it, obviously it hasn't worked. But I think that when you look at K-State, K-State is going to take bits and pieces of what has happened from the Tulane game, Nebraska game, and then also the um, the West Virginia game. But the thing is, is that I get with, Ho- with Hubert, and they have gotten sacks on Rattler, and they have gotten pressure on him. But there you know they're gonna play a zone. They don't have the athletes to match up with them in the back in the uh in the back half of the defense. So I definitely think you're gonna see a lot more zone uh a lot of zone concepts from them again. I think it's up to Spencer to, to put the ball where it needs to be. I mean, yes. obviously it's gonna be on him, you know. Uh, a point that was driven home by somebody this week. I can't remember it's now I think it may have been Iker, but Spencer has to start playing great to get this team over that hump real quick. You know, you got to do something that you got, you need to put together a couple of games that's going to get one, that offensive line, some confidence, and two, that uh, linebacker core, some confidence as well. You need to put, you need to put together some games that's going to get those, those two units going because I think that if you get those two units going, the sky, the sky is the limit for this team. So, um, I think that going into this K-State game, you, you already know they're going to play physical a physical brand of ball. But that's, that's where I say a game like West Virginia, a game like Tulane, a game especially like Nebraska and West Virginia, those games help you out because that's what you've been playing the last couple of weeks. So you already expect them to come out there and try to hit you in your mouth and be physical. Um, K-State has, has had the same game plan the whole time. That everybody on the team has. Hey, we don't have to be amazing to try to beat these guys. Let's just be us. Let's go and get. Let's let's get second and six. Third and three. Third and one. Let's go get second and you know. Let's be second and seven. Second and uh, second and five. We need to pick up uh, stuff on the on those first. Two or three downs, and we'll go for it if we're because we're going to be at the forty-yard line. We're going to be at the uh, at the uh, going to the fifty-yard line. You know, we're past the fifty-yard line now, so that's we did our job. So let's see if they can actually stop us, and let's go for it on fourth down. We know we can't score for them, but we make we can't score with them, but we may be able to stop them. So let's let's do that. K State is going to have the same game plan. It's not like it's rocket science right now, so. I mean, that's kind of my takeaways from the game. Honestly, you kind of already go in there with an expectation that they're going to try to keep the football, you know, six minutes if they can and and do those long 16 to 17 play drives just to keep you off the field. So you got to make sure that you're going to be able to put yourself in a position to score and be successful. And that's something that we've struggled with, you know. I feel like if we break that ball, if we break the plane of twenty-five uh, points this game, oh, that's a win.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, getting in the in that around that four touchdown or so mark, whether yeah. it's two touchdowns and a few a field goal or two, or the four touchdowns, yeah, that's that's going to be enough to win for sure, uh, at least my estimation as well. And like one last thing before we really like give our like score predictions or anything, um, I do think. Maybe this is just wishful thinking, but I think this team just desperately needs a road game. Yeah. Like, like that's something that, like, they just, they just, like, and I've heard from about, you know, teams in the past how they, a lot of times they'd say they love playing on the road more than they play at home. Um, One, because, like, I I think the number one reason and the reason why I'm looking and hoping for is that it just unites a team because, like, they know that they're, they, all they got are the brothers around them. And then, so they gotta stick together. They gotta they gotta band together. And it's kind of like it really puts that us against the world mentality. You really feel it and see it manifested, and you know right in front of you when you're in a place where everybody in the stadium, or at least you know everybody around in the environment, is against you. And like it's kind of it's hard to simulate that when you're like in your own crowd and you're woke up in your own bed and everything, and you're just on your field that you've been on all year, all off season. So they just. Maybe this is what the spark they need to just get away from Norman and not even just to get away from like any like necessarily like um, distractions or anything. But it just, I just think that maybe, maybe we'll see it. Maybe, and because of that, maybe we'll see a surprising result. Maybe OU will actually look like the OU team that, you know, the number two team in the nation that people thought they were going to be, you know, come into the season two or three. And, uh, um, but uh, until until I actually see it, I don't think I'm going to predict that. So uh, you want to jump into predictions now, or do you want to? Yeah,
0: what's your prediction for the uh, as far as the score?
1: Yeah, so I got OU winning, and I got this game. I think OU's favored by like 10 and a half. I, I, I'm going to keep it around there. So I'm going to go OU 27, K-State 20. I'm, I'm I'm just go i I think I think maybe K State will kind of try to rally toward the end. They kind of seem to be doing. They did they did that in Stillwater last week, but it's, mm-hmm. they were just down by too much to really come back from that. But I'm gonna go twenty-seven twenty.
0: All right. So I would love. <clears throat> I think that if you go up here, one, you got to get this monkey off your back. Two, I think that if you go in there and put a foot in a stump, a mud hole in, in K State's ass. I think that you uh, legitimately get people to start looking around and they're going to start saying like, okay, okay, do that next week. And we'll, we'll say, okay, okay, okay. Oh,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> first, first few weeks, had to work out some kinks. think we may have this team. I think we may actually have the team that we thought they were back. Okay. And you'll see them go. I think that these next two weeks will be extremely telling about the season. So I'm excited about that. Um, I'm gonna go twenty seven
1: thirteen. Okay. I love yes. that. That would that would be that's a comfortable win for for this team right now. Yeah,
0: that's a comfortable win right there. And that's a that's a needed win. Yeah. Uh, you're just waiting for them to say, "Okay, hey, let's go play," you know, like we did against K-State. I mean, not K-State, but Texas Tech last year. You know, well, we need a blowout. Yeah. I want a blowout win. I need a blowout win in the, in the in the worst way. It won't truly say, "Oh, this team is amazing. This team is great," but at least say, "Okay, they got a pulse." So let's yeah. see if, if we can we can get that back up. Yeah. Also, what I was going to tell you, you know, I and mean, we didn't say this a few weeks ago. So I was uh, at On uh, thing yesterday. I was getting like water or whatever, and um, I was looking at the schedule. I did not realize. And this makes me this 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 makes me feel so much better about that Baylor game. That's a bye week before that
1: game. Right, right. Yeah, that's a that's a big that's a big uh yeah a big deal. Especially now that we've seen that Baylor is going to look like they're going to be at least somewhere in contention toward the end of the season. So. Um, For at least for now, they're looking like that. But yeah, that's that's a big that's a big time uh, observation.
0: Yeah. But um, yeah, as far as K-State, no, I got the Boomer boys, man. Twenty seven, 13 right now. Hopefully they can uh, exceed my expectations and finally uh, make right on what Raleigh's
1: been promising us for the last few weeks. So keep saying we're close. So we'll see.
0: So, with that being said, let's go ahead and look around the rest of the Big 12. We got a couple of good – we got some good games on the, on the slate. Sure, okay. <laughs> Upset brewing up there in, in uh, Ames, Iowa. I'm playing. Kansas at Iowa State. Iowa State about to put a foot in the uh, boys. But you never especially. know. You never know. You never know. <laughs> you know, a dude asked me this morning. He said, hey, man, what's wrong with Iowa State? Brock Purdy, what?
1: <laughs> yeah, if definitely ain't so
0: If Landry asked me what was wrong with TCU, I'd say Max Duggan. It's, <laughs>
1: it's
0: not there. No other, nothing else needed. Who you got in that game though? K- Kansas or Iowa oh, State?
1: Yeah, I got Iowa State. I don't even. I honestly don't think it's even going to be close. But I mean, who knows? Like you said, anything can happen. Like this is crazy, but Iowa okay. State.
0: All right, Tech at West Virginia.
1: Man, this one's going to be really interesting because both these teams suffered some pretty hard losses, like Texas Tech because they got freaking destroyed by Texas, yeah. and then West Virginia almost you know, pulled off one of the biggest upsets of the season, so they're both kind of in their fields. but uh, I'm, I'm going to go with West Virginia, actually. I think I like their defense a little bit more then uh, I I just I have no confidence in that tech team and Matt Wells is on his way out so
0: so what I would say about that game is I'm picking West Virginia. West Virginia's going to open it back up. They yeah. out, they overschemed that game last week. There there were times where they should have opened it up and they would have been fine against us, but uh I think they're going to open it right back up, so we'll see. All right. You got um Baylor at Oklahoma State. How you feeling about that? Ooh, Oklahoma there's, uh, both State, Oklahoma I, State was really good last week. Yeah, I just don't know if they're going to be consistent.
1: Yeah, they're both undefeated, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, this is a, definitely a big game, even nationally. But uh, yeah, um, obviously for the Big Twelve purposes, man, I, I'm going to go with Baylor. I'm going to go with Baylor. I think Baylor's going to pull off the the win in Stillwater. I'm um, going to going to really, you know. Open up some eyes around the nation, and uh, you know, and I just I just feel like Mike Gundy's always good for a loss when it comes to like whenever the, the team's really doing well, like they're doing now. Even though they look like trash in the first three games, they look great, obviously, and, uh, against K State. So I just think they're always ripe. And, and I, yeah, since this is going to be the first game of October, he always loses the home game in October, if not multiple. So this is going to be that one. It's not. a night game. Yeah, I mean, I, no, nah, it's not going to – I think Baylor's going to just come in and handle business. I think it'll be like relatively close, but I think Baylor's going to like get in the lead early and they're just going to kind of keep that lead pretty much throughout the game.
0: I'm going to go with – I'm, I'm upset-minded. Let's go with Baylor. <laughs> um, So we'll, we'll go with Baylor. And, you know, I thought they brought up a, a great observation about Baylor, Baylor as well with their schedule. All the big boys come to them. So yeah. Iowa State, Texas, and uh oh, you yeah. have to come to them. So it it'll be interesting. I definitely think that we'll be up for it and we'll be able to handle it. Nobody's scared of handling. Um, <laughs> let's see. Um Texas Texas at TCU.
1: Ooh, yeah, that's I've been calling this one since the offseason. I TCU all the way, and it's only so. because I just feel like uh Gary Patterson's got their number, got that program's number. He he owned Charlie Strong, he owned Tom Herman, and Steve is about to get added to the list. Let's see. I'm they, I, they look like garbage against uh, SMU. Like SMU lit them up, uh, at least defensively, but I still you know, don't. Uh,
0: Mordecai threw three picks in that game and they were bad picks. Yeah. I was like, man, I was like, bro, you, you're getting hit every time. Like, why are you throwing that, Mordecai? You know you're do that. But TCU wanted no part of that. They were just a more physical team. They just kept giving it to them. Um, that defense isn't as nasty as it was in the past, but with, with Texas at TCU, that's different. So I'm going to go TCU for the upset. I'm going to go um, – I'm gonna go
1: 31-24. Oh, that sounds that's that sounds that'd be a really good game. I'm gonna go uh I'm gonna go 35
0: 28. All right. Okay, national national picks. <clears throat> Let's run through it. You already know how we do it. All right, Iowa and Maryland, Friday night game. Who you got?
1: Ooh, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go upset, Maryland.
0: I got Maryland too. Michigan and Wisconsin.
1: Ah, I hate to pick them, but I'm going to go Michigan. I don't know why they just look good. Yeah, I'm going go Michigan. I can't deal with hurt Mertz.
0: Uh Oregon and Stanford.
1: I'm going with that upset on this one too. I think this is going to be the nail in the the final nail in the Pac-12 coffin. Going to Stanford, You're gonna end the, their playoff hopes.
0: <laughs> I'm gonna go with Stanford. <laughs> Ohio State at Rutgers.
1: Uh, I want to pick Rutgers so badly, but I'm I'm going uh, I'm going Ohio State. <laughs> yeah, come on,
0: man.
1: Florida and Kentucky. Man, this one's interesting too. For, Kentucky's not ranked, but they're still undefeated. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Kentucky. Historical upset.
0: I'm gonna go Florida because Florida's getting that uh, other quarterback back as well. So now it adds another uh, element to the offense. So.
1: Yeah, you change that, or you gonna stay with Kentucky? I'll still go with Kentucky just to keep it fun, but that, right. that does change some things.
0: <laughs> All right, you got the battle of the bums right now, Auburn at LSU.
1: <laughs> Dang, Bo Pigs versus O Oh man, <laughs> um, I'm gonna go. I'll go LSU just because it's there.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna go LSU as well. I think Bo Picks <laughs> is back now. I think that he <laughs> showed his head. All right. Big games of the week. Let's start with Cincinnati at Notre Dame. Did you see that? Uh, did you see what uh, what Ritter said? No. So, uh, hold on. I think they, they they supposedly. Hold on, I have to find it. I, I got it. One second. I don't know why I didn't pull this up. <laughs> oh my gosh!
1: He said it re- said something recently about about the game about Notre Dame or something.
0: Yeah, twenty four seven.
1: Well, yeah. Gonna... Okay, so
0: uh, Desmond Ritter, when uh, when his uh, offensive coordinator warned him about how loud Notre Dame would be on Saturday, he said, I told him it shouldn't be loud for too long.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. I know it's I know every single Notre Dame fans already in, or that that quote. What
0: are they, what are they saying? Because the whole thing is, it's like Notre Dame. Notre Dame is not really known for talking smack. Now they're known for the whole Catholics versus convicts thing. So they say stuff like that. Like they they talk noise like a like an older white gentleman. <laughs> <laughs> right? I, mean, yeah. I mean, like what what are they saying? Like good dog, Nabbit. You, <laughs> you, you pesky Bearcats! You, you come here now. I'm like, what? What do they say? Like, what? <laughs> what? Who knows,
1: man? So, man, this one's interesting because they both looked like vulnerable at times this season, but then they've also both looked like, you know, their top ten teams. So, man, I'm, I'm going with the Bearcats. I'm gonna go with the. I'm gonna go with Cincinnati. And uh, they're gonna, and this is gonna be their their uh, claim to the the playoff after they win this. They're gonna be like, see, we beat Notre Dame on the road when they Seth, got nothing else on their schedule. So,
0: Seth, <laughs> Cincinnati played in Indiana and looked terrible.
1: Yeah, it should have okay. lost. To
0: that now DVD. Notre Dame looked terrible against Toledo. Yeah, but Notre Dame did what they needed to do, and they got that they got that win. So did Cincinnati. But hey, in the words of Lee Corso, not so fast, my friend. <laughs> Notre Dame, Notre right. Dame, Notre Dame by actually Notre Dame by uh, thirteen.
1: Okay, I'll go with Cincinnati by one. <laughs> <All> right.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay. Next big game: Ole Miss at Alabama.
1: Oh, it's like. Here, RIP Matt Corral's Heisman hopes. Yeah,
0: dog, <laughs> that's, that's all I gotta say. Bad. They're that's- gonna probably lose by like three touchdowns.
1: <laughs> yeah, just- he's gonna he's gonna have a lot of turnovers. He's gonna look like a chicken with his head cut off. Yeah, it's just gonna be bad. And Lane Kiffin's gonna give us a uh, some some really uh, juicy memes and gifts to to enjoy for the rest of the season.
0: That, the script coming out, especially coming off a of bye week, the script is gonna be great, but. Once you get done with that script, then what happens?
1: (laughs) Exactly, exactly.
0: I think that's kind of the problem, and my and Alabama's just gonna keep coming at you. So we'll see. But I got Alabama. You got Alabama. Yeah,
1: Yeah, I got Alabama by at least two touchdowns. All right, the Big
0: Eleven A.M. game: Arkansas, (laughs) Georgia. Who you got?
1: Man, I'm going with Georgia just because I still think they're like actually. I think I honestly think Georgia might actually be the best team. In the nation, like they're right, I think they're like one A, one B with Alabama, just just from defense alone. I think I, I I definitely think their defense is better than Alabama's offense is like it's solid, it's pretty good, but like it's it's not you know the elite, I don't the elite. know
0: because Clemson sucks.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's true though. That's true. Clemson, Clemson is trash. <laughs> they got no offense. <laughs> like the yeah. So
0: I don't um, even know if Clemson can beat Florida State right now, and they're terrible too. Oh.
1: oh, oh. Oh, <laughs> that game when they play each other, that game's gonna be on ESPN. You? Oh, no, that's Cho
0: <laughs> ESPN, oh <Ocho>, boy, <laughs> it's three wolves.
1: Yeah, yeah, but uh, uh yeah, uh, I, I, I like what Arkansas has done. I really like Sam Pittman, the head coach, but uh, I just think they're they're gonna they're, this uh. Nice little parade and celebration they're on is going to come to an end. I do think it's going to be a good game though. Like I think it's going to be a fourth quarter game, but I got Georgia holding on for the win.
0: I uh, yeah, I got Georgia. I I, I believe in Arkansas, but I don't think KJ Jefferson can. I mean, you play right in Georgia's hand, like yeah, we want to. Yeah, you want to run? Come on.
1: Yeah. Come yeah. On.
0: I want to hit you. Come on. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I just don't see how Arkansas can win that game. But um I definitely say that uh you know on the Spencer point, just going piggybacking off of that, like damn, I forgot to mention if y'all think what is happening to Spence, what happened to Spencer was something, just just type in Clemson on the Twitter. <laughs> okay, oh, DJ. Hey, Uncle Lele uh on the twitter on instagram and tags and see what's going on out there because i feel it ain't safe out here in the streets for that man right like, <laughs> there boy Whew. like i mean sheesh the stuff that i'm seeing i mean they're calling for his backup like crazy it's public <laughs> i mean the The hate that he's experiencing may be worse than the FU Josh Josh uh hashtag that was going on <laughs> years ago. I mean, my God, I was like, "Jeez, man!" And that's
1: that's an interesting point because they're in definitely similar positions. Uh, Spencer and DJ, at least coming into the season. Yeah. I mean, DJ he had a he has that commercial with the Dr Pepper, the Fansville commercial. Like he's just yeah. in it, but it's like so he's got that in uh, IL stuff going for him, and then you know, obviously he had all the hype and stuff. But yeah. Yeah, I'd imagine Spencer being two and two right now and looking like that.
0: Oh man, uh, we
1: already see we would have already seen a switch probably. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> but, for
0: sure, for yeah. sure. But yeah. I just think that, it's, <laughs> hey, like I said, those Clemson streets, it ain't safe out there. <laughs> right now, the apocalypse has happened in. Clemson. <laughs> And you know, Twitter is not nice out there. There's a lot of demons out there. Just saying, come on, come on. I gotta say something. I dare you to say something. I mean, people are calling that offense archaic. They're calling for the offense coordinator. Be both of them. They. I mean, they're saying. Well, I've seen people talking about uh, DJ like Kanye. We want the old DJ back. I mean, like it's so bad. People are tweeting out and sent, and like posting pictures on Instagram of the Notre Dame game saying, if we had this DJ, we'd be 4-0 no right now. I'm like, <laughs> it's bad. It's bad around Clemson. So, I mean, damn, you lost to arguably what you would say, Seth, the best team in the nation. But NC State, I called that, and I will take credit for that. But I'm just <laughs> saying, it's wild out there. So, and they should have
1: lost to uh, Georgia Tech. Yeah, they should have <laughs> for some odd
0: reason. I was like, delay right the way, or whatever. It's Georgia Tech.
1: Georgia Tech.
0: Georgia Tech do it. they do the same thing every year? They show up, they lift weights on the field, they go out there and get their ass whipped. I'm like, what was the point? All right. Seriously, they don't get a country boy ass whipping; they get a city boy ass whipping, which is like, all right. All right, we messed up a little bit. We'll let you go back home now. Country, no, we'll keep you in the woodshed for a little while. Work you work you over a little bit, but uh, but yeah, man. Um, hey, look, that's been another podcast for us. Riley, Spencer, and to the rest of the boys, give us something to talk about this weekend that is not the same thing that has been the last four weeks. Please give us a different thing. I want to come back on here next week and just be like, man, did you see that? Man, did you see that? I need that. I need that. I can't do that again. I can't do that again. Like I said, dating. I mean, t- uh, being an OU fan is literally. Literally, like dating dating a girl that you know is terrible for you. It is, you know. And she's magic. She's magic for like six games. Then the rest of the season, you just like I don't even know who I'm dating anymore. I come home, she doesn't smile at me. You know, she doesn't run the ball when she should run the ball. She throws picks. You know, I mean, like seriously, like what's what's going on? But. But yeah, man. So Seth, plug yourself, and, and, and you got any parting
1: shots? Uh, no parting shots. Just one. Just one. A, a solid win for once. Um, but yeah, as far as uh, a plug, yeah, you can you can find uh, my my game preview and other <clears throat> other uh, write ups uh, like the press conference uh, uh, wrap up and such over at crimsonandcreammachine.com. And Then yeah, on Twitter, you can find me at Seth Alvarez. As you can see on the screen, if you're watching this on YouTube. But yeah, um, yeah, I'm, I'm just I, I need I need a good win. Like I'm, I'm tired of this these close ones. I don't want to I don't want to have to be like on the edge of my seat in the fourth quarter. Like not again. At least give me at least two more weeks, two straight weeks of without that, and I'll be I'll be good.
0: Huh. Well, everybody, that has been another episode of the Horns Down podcast. <laughs> i Chris Griffin and that guy Seth Oliveris. We'll see you again. Signar.